0: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your, hands together. Put your hands What's together. up everybody?
1: All the comics are in their back they can hear you let's hear it for them this is going to this is going to this is going to be tough all night for me this is going to be tough for everybody all night this is tough thank you look at this audience this is the kind of audience that i've been cultivating over the last 5 years that's uncomfortable i know you don't feel good in that that's that's really comfortable Yeah, go. your life got weirder. You're having a weirder experience at this show. Yours is also weirder. This is a nightmare movie scenario. You know, when you're in the movies and and why did their feet get so... Anyway, you've done a great job. Everybody's done a great job. Thank you for your support. (laughs) Now that's a problem. That's got to be... Okay. (sighs) I'm wearing new boots. It's so stressful. Will... How do you do it? You know what I mean? The first day? These are replacing the boots I've worn for one decade that I started walking through the back. And so now it's just these new boys. And I've got other... I don't want you to think, oh, she's just had the... I just... You know your your solid boots, and then you got some backup boots. But... I was just saying backstage... Yes. I was just saying backstage... that uh, those those boots are the first nice thing I ever bought myself. Um, do you? Does anyone remember the first nice thing they bought themselves? Like the first nice thing. What is it? What did you do? You, boots. boots? <laughs> what are you doing at this show? That's weird. Why can't? Or do we share a culture? Anyway, um, anyone else? What's the first nice thing you bought? Anyone? Anyone? Guitar. Guitar. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Keyboard. Yeah. Keyboard. Absolutely. I um. I bought myself $150 boots at a time in my life when that was, you know. and By the way, that still is an expensive pair of boots, but I just mean at that time in my life. There was a time in my life when I made $10,000 in a year, and uh, you just don't have to pay taxes. The government's like, oh, we're sorry. We're really sorry. We don't think you should stick with it. So, like, I only had hand me down shoes or like shoes from Payless that like immediately fell up. You put them on your feet and they're just, poof, they just, um, they explode into dust. And that's how the desert got made. But I bought these pair of boots, like, I'm a real adult. So, anyway, I've had those ever since and um, I walked through them. Um, you're not gonna believe what I saw!
0: <laughs>
1: Out my window? There is a hummingbird nest with a hummingbird in
0: it. Oh. She,
1: she she shoots all around. She shoots all around. I was looking out the window. Oh, a hummingbird. How adorable. Uh, but then I looked a little closer. Wait a minute. What's that? Extremely small, almost nothing. Balanced on the... And then uh, she went... Put her little butt right in it. She lives in there. (laughs) She's making a little egg, and no one else in the whole world can see her. She's right outside my window, and I live on the second floor. My downstairs neighbors can't see her. Plus, they smoke pot in a way that is extremely close to the ventilation system in my house. And it's annoying to smell somebody else's pot in the middle of the night because you're like, ah, there's a fire, but also an expensive one, you know? so I'm not even gonna tell them. What a jerk. Yeah, you got your just desserts. You're never gonna see a hummingbird now. Can you imagine if my like, druggy downstairs neighbors gave it? I don't know that they give a shit about that. Although if you're high, maybe a hummingbird nest is like, because that's what it feels like not high. So I think it's the same thing, but maybe a little bit better. I mean, the bird seems to be slower. It's so slow. (laughs) It's the slowest hummingbird I ever saw. Hmm. I went to New York last week, and um, when I flew home... I've told this story in here when it happened about a month ago, but if you weren't at that show, I would like to repeat this story for you, because it is... Incredible. I was on a plane. I was in the emergency exit row. I was on the aisle. There was an old lady against the window. There was a gentleman between us. He got up and went to the bathroom and the old lady by the window leaned to me and she said, he's doing coke. If this plane goes down, we've got to save everyone. (laughs) which is great writing. You know what I mean? We cut to commercial right then. What's going to happen? Um the WGA was like, make it fair. Um, I, as you could, look, I don't want you to think I haven't smoked pot. I understand it slows down a hummingbird, but I'm not such a drugs person. I'm not. I do not know when people are on coke. It's a thing about me. Like people are like, well, that person, they're like a little, and I'm like, are they? And they're like, oh, constantly, what do you mean? All the time, oh, I just thought, you know, thirsty, I don't even know, I can't even, I don't even know what the words are. So I, I, of course, when that lady said that, I was like, deal, I'm in. <laughs> Welcome to the force. I don't know why I welcomed her to the force. She was clearly on the force and I clearly wasn't.
0: <laughs>
1: but I also had this thought like, how does she know he's on drugs? Cause like, I, I didn't know. Like, I mean, maybe she's assumed from some behavior that he's on drugs and it's not gonna be proven to be true. But then the gentleman came back from the bathroom and he had a white powder coming out of his nostrils and covering his nose up to his eyebrows. It's like when you see a Muppet and their nose is a different color from their face. So yeah, that's the amount aware of drugs I am. She was like, "I think our neighbors doing drugs." And I was like, "How can you tell?" <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. What? What hap What happened? I'm not I'm not trying to minimize this person's drug use or perhaps Addiction because clearly there was something extreme going on, but how do you get it? I feel like if you really need those drugs you get them in the nose (laughs) What had happened for him he just went to the bathroom and just (laughs) He had as much experience with cocaine as I have and he was like you just it's the nose That's what it is the cocaine cocaine's about the nose (laughs) He looked
0: like a hunky
1: lifeguard. (laughs) I just sat down there next to him and then after a while he made very nervous eye contact with me and then I did something that I couldn't control. I just did the like (laughs) like to be like you have a little something on your Thing, And then he went, and he looked at his finger, and there was, like, powder on there, and he was like, oh, you know, um... <laughs> oh, she does know that one thing, um... But then that almost made it even funnier, because then there was just a fingerprint of regular skin. Like, he thought, like, I think he definitely was like, ha, ha got it. <laughs> Thanks, lady. I looked like an idiot before. <laughs> What a surprise. It's one of the most surprising things that ever happened on me. On me?
0: <laughs> I'll say
1: more surprising things have happened on me.
0: <laughs> if I'm real. <laughs> a
1: lot of surprising things have happened on me. Um, it was one of the most surprising things to happen to me on a plane. The, maybe the most surprising is when I was walking to go to the bathroom, the door opened and it was Carol Burnett. What? And I went, I went, because of you I have a job! And I burst into tears. And then she had to be on a plane with me. <laughs> she was very nice. Anyway. What are things that are happening in my life? Hummingbird, got it. <laughs> Watched Game of Thrones, did you catch up? Did you all see it yet? Well, honestly, if it's no and it's Tuesday, it's like, "Eh, fuck you. You know what I mean? (laughs) I did call my parents earlier. This is a conversation I had with my parents on Sunday at 6 p.m. This is my parents. Are you watching Game of Thrones tonight? (laughs) Me. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Them. Yes. We just started season one, episode one. (laughs) And I was like, did you just ask me about this randomly? Do you not know what tonight is? They're like, a friend of ours said it's good. So anyway, (laughs) you know, sometimes you live in LA, you feel like television marketing is everywhere, not Chicago, nope. (laughs) They were like, we just started Game of Thrones. We think it starts tonight. <laughs> but then it's also funny because they were like, oh, you're on the last season? Don't spoil anything for us. And it's literally like, I, th- I cannot. <laughs> there's literally nothing to say. Like, I don't, there's not any, I don't remember anybody's name, not anybody. I'm like the little one, she has a sword. That's all I know. The bigger one, she's beautiful. <laughs> and then there's the even bigger one. I'm only talking about women. But do you know who I meant? Arya, Sansa, and Brienne of Tarth. Thank you. Um, Oh, she did know their names. Yeah, so she does know about the coke teeth and the names from people in Game of Thrones. It's true. It's true. I bring you in by playing dumb. But then I slam some knowledge on you. Well, what I like about this audience is I've been doing a great job. And... (laughs) Some of it has been appreciated through laughter and some of it's just been appreciated through listening. Sometimes you've been laughing and other times you've just been nodding and smiling. And I can see your faces. I know you're having a good time, but a lot of times you've just been going.
0: Oh, I agree with that actually.
1: Okay, yeah, It's like watching a podcast. If, if, actually, what, that actually is what this is. Um, anyway but the great news is um as great as as good as i am at my job and i mean truly i'm good um i got other awesome comics and you know you can give them this sort of welcome or even more if you want <laughs> i do always say give me a cerebral audience oh my god I was in New York because I was opening for... I did a couple... Well, first of all, I did a a show at Lincoln Center, which was really cool. And then I also opened for Abby Wambach. Do you know who that is? She's a soccer star who's like... She's literally the greatest of all time. She actually is. She scored the most goals of any soccer player ever in international play. And um, she had a book launch. And I like opened for her at this book launch, which was also at a church. And I didn't think to myself... like I knew it was at a church, and I was just like... I can do stand-up at a church, but I forgot also, like, what the event was. Abby is, is a very inspiring person to young women who play sports. So I walked out, and it was, first of all, a church, and then it was just an audience of half of half children. Just <laughs> full teams of soccer players. Like, I was just like... Anyway, here's some gay shit that I'm going to talk about. And they were all like, we are children in our uniforms. We are forwards and some of us are midfielders. (laughs) But it was Brooklyn, so I chanced it. And I told them the story about how I was walking down the street the other day. On my block, I was on one side of the street. Across the street, there was a man. He was walking on his side of the street. He crossed over to my side of the street. I was smiling and just listening to headphones. He said to me, I'm not a dyke. I said, what? I took my (laughs) He said, I'm not a dyke. You're a dyke. And then crossed over to the other side of the street and then went into a house that I could see. I've been called a lot of names on the street many times, never by someone with that level of confidence, where he's like, I am a bigot, and also, here's where I live. And this is my home address, and you can see it. Good day, hope you don't own matches. Um, Also, it's too much work, he did too much work. You don't even have to cross the street. You can just yell, exactly, you just yell. You don't even have to say, I'm not a dyke. You don't even have to say, you're a, you can just, dyke, I'll get it. From across the street, you can just yell that word at me. I'll know what you mean. It's not a secret greeting that we have. Dyke, dyke, that was a dyke that lives at that address. Anyway, um, that joke,
0: crushed
1: with these tiny children. And I'm not even fucking kidding you, so the future is bright. All right, are you ready for your first comic? Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going.
2: I'm probably gonna yell a little bit and then I'm gonna go. I, um, I live in New York. I've, uh, I've lived in New York City for 15 years and uh, I do this every single night of the week. Uh, I don't think people really understand our lifestyle. Uh, every single night I do some shows. Every single night I come home between 11 p.m. and two in the morning. Been Doing it half my life doesn't really bother me. Uh, mostly doesn't bother me because I have all the weapons on my keychain. <laughs> Uh, if you're not familiar with these weapons i have pepper spray i have a safety cat if you don't know what that is that's brass knuckles that look like a cat (laughs) it is adorable it is illegal it has been taken away from me (laughs) last time it was taken away from me was at jury duty the cop picked it up and he goes ma'am this is illegal and i went so is rape
0: (laughs) thank you so much
2: Good news, he didn't give it back. But it's $15 on Amazon, there is a dog version, but get the cat, it's cuter. And I also have a knife, so I have all the weapons. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna say I never get worried walking home late at night. That's not the truth. The truth is, is when I do get worried, it's like a very mixed feeling. So I would say like 50% of me is like terrified and wants to run. And then the other 50% of me is like, tonight's the night, let's
0: do murder.
2: <laughs> Cause I've seen all the Marvel movies, I'm ready. I'm the same height as Scarlett Johansson. I just need a bodysuit. <laughs> So this is what happened a couple of months ago i was coming home at two in the morning i'm about a 15 minute walk from the subway at this point i'm two blocks from my apartment and this guy starts walking pretty aggressively towards me and he shouts do you live in this neighborhood and i ignored him i just kept walking and then he got in my face and he's like why are you
0: scared
2: cool okay um just in case we're not all on the same page here's a list of appropriate questions you can ask a woman walking home alone at two in the morning (laughs) there are none there's literally nothing you could ask me. you could shout my baby's on fire do you have any suggestions and I wouldn't say anything I might shout like try water but I'm not stopping how do we know that's a real baby dude, we all have tiny computers in our pockets. Why am I your only vessel of knowledge? And I know what you're going to say. You're going to be like, well, what if his phone was dead? Well, so was that baby. It's not my problem. Well, too dark, it's going to get worse. Um, (laughs) Just bring the New York aggression, and then you leave and be like, I'm sorry, this is how I was raised. Uh, I was, uh, I was, um, I actually, New York is, I don't know if this is my personality. I don't remember being this angry, but um, it's, it's, it's It's been too long. I uh, I was in a CVS a couple of months ago, boring errands. I was like holding toilet paper and like some soap. I'm at the front of the line and this older lady comes up to me. She's just holding a greeting card and she goes, hey, I just have this card, I'm in a rush. Can I cut in front of you? And I was like, totally fine. But there's a guy at the counter still being helped. So she's just kind of awkwardly standing next to me and she turns to me and she goes, my best friend's mother died. And I was like, I'm sorry to hear that. And she goes, yeah, she died during the holidays. And you know how that is. She's always going to associate death with the holidays. And it's going to ruin the holidays for the rest of her life. And I was like, sure. She goes, you know, when my own mother died. And I was like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> like, I
2: agreed to let you cut in line, but I didn't agree to the sadness open mic that you're starting. Like, dude, there are 8 million people in this city. This is my alone time. I'm clearly on my phone trying to win this game so that I can intrinsically know that I am smarter than my boyfriend and you're ruining this moment for me. I didn't say any of that because I'm a good person. What I did do is call my best friend and rant the whole way home. And she was an asshole about it. She was like, dude, she's old. And you know with old people, they start to lose people in their lives and their health starts to disintegrate. And really, you were doing a service for your community. And I was like, first of all, I said older. I didn't say old. She was like 55 or 90. She was black. I don't know. (laughs) Also, she does have a friend. She said her best friend's mother died. She has a friend. This greedy bitch is trying to make more friends. I'm sorry. You don't get more friends. You get one friend. You get one friend and like a husband that kind of listens to you. You don't get more friends. (laughs) I'll admit I'm on my phone too much. I'm a millennial, I get it. My dad's always in my face. He's like, "You're a generation." And I was like, "Don't give me that your generation shit because we are the generation that's not murdering people cuz we're too busy on our phones." <laughs> I'll give you an example I used to go to the bank line there was always some lady that's like counting quarters at the counter and I used to be like bitch why can't you do that shit at home but I don't feel that way anymore now I see quarter lady I get on my phone I start liking cat pictures I get the blood pressure down is that a rainbow? is that a baby? we are saving lives every time we like something we are fucking here no okay I don't truly believe that Um, neither do you that's fine I'm just saying every time I like your picture I have saved someone this is real anger. I don't think you're gonna like this next ju- joke, but I'm gonna do it anyway, and I just want you to know that. Um, I, uh, I'm, uh, I am in my, I'm in my mid 30s. Uh, you can't tell because this outfit is inappropriate. Um, I, uh, I'm also not aging. Uh, I used to, I used to not really understand why I wasn't aging. I think I figured it out this year. I have very oily skin, so I would say like the pro of oily skin is it's like a natural moisturizer all day long. The con of oily skin is I'll go over to a friend's place and she'll be like, is it raining? Gross, all the time. And I thought it ended there. I thought I just looked immature, but I think something about comedy has really stunted me as a person because I just don't process information the way my friends do. Because So this happened about a week ago. I had a really bad day last week, just like one of those days that just kind of knocks you on your ass and I cried for a solid hour, just like a gross, aggressive pity cry. And then I called my best friend from high school, like right when I was done crying, like when I was still sniffly, cause I wanted her to ask what was wrong. <laughs> so she picks up the phone and she's like, hey dude, what's up? And I was like, dude, I'm having the worst day. I was like working on this for email for work. It was like, took me all day. It was like four hours of my day. It was super intricate at all these moving parts. I was like five minutes from being done. And then I deleted it. I deleted it and I tried to get it back and I couldn't get it back so then I researched for an hour on the internet to see if it'll ever come back and the internet's like it's never coming back (laughs) and I fucking hate my life and this shit always happens to me and I fucking want to die. She's like, okay. um, Sorry that happened to you. That really sucks and you're allowed to be upset. And I'm actually really glad you called because I am also having a really bad day. And I was like, shit dude, what's up? And she's like, I... um. I just had a miscarriage. And I was like, wow, we're having the same day. (laughs) That's crazy, right? Like I miscarried an email, she miscarried a baby. I mean, I don't see the difference. Let's be honest, I named my email.
0: (laughs) Mine's worse. Thank
2: you so much guys, enjoy the rest of the show.
1: Next comic clapping already happening. Keep it going for John O'Sullay, give it up.
3: All right, Uh, yeah, so I used to be a scientist. Uh, Yeah, thank you. I actually have a PhD in neuroscience. Don't worry, I'm not using it for good. I do this now. Let's not make it a big deal. Let it go. What are you, my mom? Say, <laughs> so neuroscience more specifically, psychopharmacology. Even more specifically, I gave cocaine to rats.
0: <laughs>
3: Important work, that's right. We did get some pretty critical findings. Turns out, rats love cocaine. <laughs> borderline addicted. <laughs> I think my problem is even though I no longer do research, I still know so much science, it's ruined my appreciation for normal things. Uh, like, do you guys know it should actually be, you are the wind above my wings?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but Ved Midler doesn't know crap about aerodynamics. <laughs> In fact, wind beneath your wings would cause you to immediately nosedive. (laughs) Which makes that song sarcastic. (laughs) Neuroscience is an important field. Uh, My grandmother recently passed away after a long battle with Alzheimer's, which is a terrible neurological disease. Although here's the thing, is as you lose memories of your friends and family, what you gain is blunt honesty (laughs) with these now
0: strangers.
3: (laughs) My grandmother was in a room with my mom, her daughter, who she no longer recognized, and said, Hello, who are you? My mom's name is Candace, so she said, Hi, my name is Candy. To which my grandmother replied... That's a dumb name. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of mother (laughs) would name her daughter Candy? (laughs) Uh, She done zinged herself. uh, Solid burn. Good one, Grandma. She was the only grandparent I knew. The rest died too young, My other grandparents died of heart disease, cancer, diabetes. If you looked at my DNA under a microscope, it'd be the shape of a noose. <laughs> I'm a ticking time bomb of disease. I couldn't get my sperm to fertility clinic for free. I tried to sell it, but they make you fill out a family history form, and once they read that, they wouldn't even touch my sample. <laughs> They were like, get that poison in a biohazard bag. We're not tainting the gene pool. Do you know how embarrassing it is to fail the written portion of a sperm test? <laughs> I'm not fit to be an absentee father.
0: <laughs>
3: and I did give him a sample. For those who've never been to fertility clinic, let me walk you through the experience after you fill out your paperwork. A uh, nurse will walk into the room, hand you a cup for you to deposit your stuff, introduce you to several visual aids to facilitate. I don't know why they continue with this ruse. We all brought the internet in our pockets. But they went through the motions regardless. They were like, here's a rack of pornographic magazines. I'm like, I'm not a hundred, so... No. And she was like, "Uh, here's some DVDs and a DVD player. I'm like, hmm somehow worse. (laughs) Why don't I just use my imagination at that point? So I just plan to use my phone as I always had, and that's what she said. And here is our virtual reality mask. (laughs) Twist did not expect to find the most advanced technology. (laughs) So first thing out of my mouth, no joke, was I gotta go put some more money in the meter. (laughs) Because I had 10 minutes left and I had to learn a whole new interface. Technology is always amazing. Now we get to see our president get in Twitter fights, right? What an innovative thing we can deal with now. (laughs) My favorite fight that Trump has started is with LeVar Ball. For those unfamiliar, LeVar Ball is a basketball personality, he's the father of the Lakers point guard, Lonzo Ball. Uh, He's a TV personality. They get into it. Uh, What it's about isn't really important. What is important is that all of Trump's supporters want to back him up in this fight and attack LeVar Ball online. But they end up attacking LeVar Burton (laughs) of Reading Rainbow fame. And look, it must suck to be attacked online for any reason, but it must especially suck to be attacked online because they don't know how to read so good. (laughs) After you dedicated your life to promoting literacy. that is the tweeting rainbow. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys very much. My name is Jono Find me online.
1: Keeping up for Jono! That was great. That was great. How are you all doing? How are you doing? Yes? What did you do today? Great. Where are you visiting from? Or do you live here and you just have returned home, today's the day? I just moved here
0: from New York. Today?
1: Yeah. Oh. Fuck. (laughs) That you just moved here from New York and you're like, honestly, can we go out tonight? (laughs) We are different in a lot of ways, but they're all that way. (laughs) Wow, I'm so proud of you. Good job getting out. Um, you moved here, uh, what brought you to Los Angeles? Yeah? yeah? Do you have like a specific job or like a dream? Which one like, of those things are? I work in film. So you work in film? Yeah. I've heard of it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's cool. Why now? Any particular reason?
0: Well.
1: No. No? <laughs> no. This no. person? Yeah. This person is part of it? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's very sweet. Also, I like. Uh, nope, no reason. <laughs> I can't think of any reasons. Yeah. What is it? We're married. You're married? Oh. So you know each other. You're married, you lived in LA? I lived in New York. You lived in New York. two weeks ago. You got married? You were trying to keep so much from me. In you lived in New York also until today? Not two weeks yeah. ago. And okay, sorry. Alright, wait. Yes. But then when did you get married? Oh
0: like three
1: years ago. Oh, I thought you said you got married two weeks ago. You moved yes. here two weeks ago, secured the city.
0: You're like <laughs>
1: Alright, sweetheart.
0: I've figured out Los Angeles.
1: Arrive! <laughs> right. So
0: true.
1: Yes? What did you figure out in two weeks? An apartment and a car. Oh, Damn. Yeah, that's all right. This is a married person, and that's a bummer for all of us. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: you figure out an apartment and a car. That's great. Uh, wow. What? What laziness have you been up to for the past three? Don't no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did you have to take care of all the New York stuff and like finish all that stuff? This is a very smart thing that you've done, but it also seems really hard. It seems hard to be the first one here, figuring that out all by yourself. It also seems hard to be like the one closing up shop back in New York. I think uh, I'm so glad that today you've been reunited. That seems like that was a hard two weeks. You did it. (laughs) You did it. seems so hard. Phew! Don't worry. This is the thing about L.A. It's all smooth sailing from here. (laughs) Every day you'll be employed. Your friends will be reachable. They will have schedules that keep them in town. You'll see each other. (laughs) Frequently. (laughs) No. That's... That's really awesome. Uh, I went on a hike with a younger person that I know who just recently came out, and then also her friend who also just recently came out uh, today, and um, it was an extremely fun hike, and I mostly just kind of let them talk um, and then asked, like, some follow-up questions, but... (laughs) It was very cute. It's been a minute, you know, since they were like, they were just like... I mean, it's just, it started with like, and then the other night we went to the Abbey, you know, like it's... (laughs) I've only been to the Abbey one time, and it was a very inappropriate to the Abbey experience. It's like a fun dance environment uh, here in West Hollywood and uh, I went after a show one time. I was doing a show and this fancy producer, who I know, was like, I'm gonna go to the Abbey with all these friends of mine. Would you like to come? And I was like, okay, sure, I've never been. And then uh, I got there and there was just uh, like two tables set up for this person and all of her friends and also bottle service. But everybody else at the Abbey is just like, fully like, like having sex with each other. <laughs> on the dance floor. And then we were just seated
0: <laughs> at a table.
1: We're at the table because we're the fanciest ones. It, feel, it actually felt like we were the lowest on the totem pole. Do you understand what I'm saying? It was, they were trying to make it a reward, but it felt like a punishment. <laughs> Well, they're all having sex, so we're just going to sit here? Okay, cool. (laughs) Oh, I'm just Cersei Lannister, alone in a throne (laughs) room? Anyway. Okay. How are you doing? Yes? What did you do today? You painted? Like, um, a fine art or a house? Clouds? The ones up in the sky? Um, those are the ones that you paint? Uh, that's great. Or is that your job or is that a hobby? Oh, it's a hobby.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I get it. Um, I... I'm uh, a... <laughs> I... I've been going through this, like, very tough time this year because I, I got separated and I live by myself now and I feel like I don't know what I like anymore. So I've been trying to have hobbies now and it's, it's very funny. Um, I would really like to explain to you that currently I'm taking a spoon making class. <laughs> because sometimes you're just 37 and you're like, do I like to make spoons? Is that what I'm about? I don't know what I It's a wood-carving class, but we just make
0: spoons.
1: (laughs) I bet you're thinking to yourself, what, a low-level woodworking class? That doesn't even sound dangerous. Incorrect, at my last session, a teen was in my class, fucking malleted a sharp tool into her thigh. (laughs) And she's taking the class with her parent, but it's her dad, and I don't mean to stereotype, but I do think that like, we have been cultured a certain way, and if it is a mom and the child is like, oh no, the mom is like, okay, well, let's wrap that up and go straight to the hospital. But the dad was like, do you want to stay in the class or? (laughs) She was like so pale and like fainting. (laughs) So fuck you for thinking spoon making isn't tough. (laughs) All right. We've got a great next comic, and you know what? It's their first time on the show. And whenever it's somebody's first time on the show, we go wild, we welcome them with extra energy. So let's hear it right now for Kevin Avery. Give it up! (laughs)
4: Oh man, happy holidays everybody. I say that because of course, Easter is upon us and uh, my Christmas tree is still up. Uh, Not kidding, still is full Christmas in my house. Christmas, and not just the tree, I've got uh, little Santas and hats, Um, four stockings, I live alone, Uh, and a goddamn tree. Yeah, it, It basically looks like I murdered a family of four on Christmas Eve. And just, you know, kept living there. Like fuck it, this is a nice place. Alright, I'll hang out. Um Welcome to Los Angeles, whoever. Whoever it is. Um, I did that recently. Eh, a couple of years ago, I guess. Made the, the New York mo- uh, But uh it's it's good that you come out here and you got somebody you know, you're anchored. You know. I uh I'm still single out in these streets. And uh I'm fine with it, uh, but it is weird. I, I realized I needed to be single. I probably still do, just because the last relationships, like the last few relationships, I realized that the women in my life have all essentially tolerated me. No, I don't mean settled, but like tolerated my shit. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel a lot of women uh, date men in that way. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of women date men in the same way you might buy uh, the right car and the wrong color, you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, I want a maroon, but I'll fuck forest green. Like that type of attitude. And it's, you know, it's tricky because I'm only getting older. I'm not getting better. And I I can feel it. Well, you know what I'm saying? And everyone says, well, men, they get, you get better with age. Men get better. No, they don't. Rich men get better with age. The rest of us are just arcing into little golems. You know what I mean? Like we're start, see, I'm up here now, but I'm going here, and now I'm here, and then I'm gonna be here. And, and this, is, this is how I'm just gonna walk from now on. It's gonna be like this. And uh, nobody wants that shit. Nobody, nobody at all. You know what I mean? Like a 57 Chevy is only a classic if you have the money to buff it and wax it every day. Otherwise, it's just a shitty car sitting on your front lawn with a family of raccoons living in it, you know? Just, I'm just saying, when, you know, when someone breaks up with you, the last words of that person, last words out of your mouth shouldn't be, well, you have been a trooper. (laughs) And yet that's what I heard coming out of my mouth. (sighs) We are in March. I already miss award season. I was getting into it. I enjoy awards season. I don't care what it is, Oscars, Emmys, Tonys, whatever. Especially here in LA, because then we get to hear, how, how much more diverse we are than the last year. <laughs> right? Every goddamn fucking... Welcome to the 88th Academy Awards, now more diverse than ever, with such luminous nominees as Idris Elba, Viola Davis, a raisin in a cup of coffee, your own shadow, and the hour of midnight itself. Welcome to the Academy Awards ceremony. Look, I'm all about inclusion, but I'm done with hearing about diversity. I think we we fucked it up. We've we've dropped the ball on... Because now we're at this point where... Like, you can be... You can have... There's such a thing as too much diversity. I see some of you looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm siding with some of your racist uncles on this one. Uh, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Every once in a while now, I will see, like, a modern uh, period piece. You know, like a modern uh, Western. And... uh, you know, like what I was watching a few months ago. I was watching uh, that was the movie Cowboys and Aliens, and uh, you know Harrison Ford and Daniel Craig. And uh, watch this movie: typical saloon scene. Uh, everyone's in there. All the action's taking place. Whatever you're panning through the saloon, classic. We've all seen it. Guy playing the piano, cowboys, whatever. And then just in the background, as the camera passes by, one black dude just hanging out in a saloon in the 1800s, just fucking. <laughs> Look, I, what, how's the movie not about that guy? What's going on? Why is, and how's it not a horror suddenly? You know what I mean? Like, I saw this at first, I'm like, did a key grip just wander into the frame wearing a 10-gallon hat and carrying a glass of whiskey? I don't, you can't expect me to believe that this one black dude found the only Black Lives Matter saloon in the entire American With Just one black dude just ambling through. How you doing? Good to see you. Yeah, Howdy. What's up, fellas? what the he's getting an ass whooping i need to you know first of all if you see if you have one black dude in your western i i really need the cameraman to just track with that black dude through the whole movie. you know what i mean because even if the director yells cut it's on that cameraman to be like let's just see how this plays out you know (laughs) if you're going to do the diversity thing then at least you know give give us both sides of it you know like give me one slave movie one slave movie where you get all the slaves out in the field, the classic scene out in the plantation, picking cotton, you know, swing low, sweet cherry. Yeah. Then just in the background, one white slave. Alouette, 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 you know. I'm, I'm just saying, if you're gonna use, if you're gonna have people of color in your, in your films, and your TV shows, then you have to be true to how race affects the story. Like, I love the Marvel movies, love them. But Captain America should be the most racist superhero of all time. <laughs> I mean, come on. Story of Captain America, if you don't know it, he's a World War II super soldier. His plane crashes in a block of ice. He's frozen, then gets thawed out in 2000-whatever-is, whatever it is, by, uh, by Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson in the movies. To recap, a white guy from 1940s, Brooklyn, gets frozen in ice. Thought out, years later, first person he sees is black ass Samuel L. Jackson, in all leather, leather trench coat, gun on his hip, a fucking eye patch, and let's face it, a Kangol cap. (laughs) Talking about, welcome to the future, I'm in charge. How are Captain America's first words not like, well, this is what we're afraid of. (laughs) You know, at the very least, Captain America should be wildly problematic. You know what I mean? Like the Captain America Civil War movie should just be Captain America trying to convince the other Avengers, you know what? Maybe the South had a point. And all of that.
0: <laughs>
4: the only movies that that really kept it real were the Thor movies. Right? Because Thor movies are about the Norse gods. Everybody's white. Yeah? Thor's white, Loki's white, Odin's white, Frey's white all his friends are white. One Asian guy, can't explain that. There's one one black character in the Thor movies. Heimdall, played by Idris Elba. Heimdall is the guardian of the, uh, of the Rainbow Bridge, the Bifrost Bridge. It's the only portal in or out of Asgard. They had one black guy, made him a fucking doorman. Hats off Marvel, hats off. Thank you guys very much, I'm Kevin Avery.
1: Over Kevin. Yeah, I, I went to go see um, Captain Marvel with just a random friend. Like a nice person, but just a random friend. And I forgot to tell this person like, hey, one thing about me is when fighting starts to happen, I am going to need to look at you and go, yes! so then because I didn't like it was like a new movie I love to see I like one
0: well I like it when
1: women fight around so I just made a real mistake I'm not even sure how that should have been on the phone before they showed up should have been before we walked into the theater I don't know also some jerks what a bunch of jerks I Sometimes, sometimes, oh, no. know there's a lot of gentlemen here. I get it. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like dudes just say out of their mouth things that it's like, this is applying to people around you. And it's so flippantly, aff- here's an example. I was waiting to, go, I went to go see um, Captain Marvel at the Los Feliz 3. I'll call out a local theater. I like to keep that theater in business. I also like to go to the Vista. I also like to go to other indie theaters. It makes me really happy. So I went to go see it at the Los Police 3 and there was a guy just standing near the ticket office. I think he was gonna go see a different movie, or maybe he was just being around with an opinion. <laughs> and he just turned to his friend and went like, Captain Marvel's here! What idiot is gonna see that at this size screen. And I was literally like, I'll take one for Captain Marvel. (laughs) Number one, it does not matter at all, but like, just, it just was like, I love the, just, just the like, I mean, this is playing soon. So if I yell, that won't affect anybody nearby, right? (laughs) Then he went in his house and I saw a real lift. Just kidding. (laughs) All right, we got two great comics left. How do you feel about two great comics? Oh, I feel good about it too. You know, I don't think I've seen this comic, it is not starred, so that means that Hannah, or producer, where's Hannah? What's up for Hannah? Let's hear it for Hannah! And Ryan! Um, that means this person's on the show but before, but I travel a lot, so I actually don't think I've seen them, so that's very exciting for me. So it'll be for you, maybe it's your first time, and I think for me, it'll be my first time. What an experience we'll have together. Oh, stars, they're just like us.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you know what I was just thinking about yesterday, and then I, I, this is something I can't get out of my mind. Why... You know when you eat one granola bar and you go, I need to have two more granola bars. But then you eat three granola bars, you go, that was too many, I wish i only had 2.5. And so that's the problem with granola bars. They don't even need to be individually wrapped. Put them in packages of two and a half granola bars. This is a stupid waste. Stars they are just like us. That's the new segment of the show. Where I say a relatable thing, a relatable thing, but it's always about granola bars. Right. You're here for it? Yeah. What's your favorite? Lay on some granola specificity for me. Would you like to eat? You like a super crumbly one? What are you doing? That? Would <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like a sticky one? <laughs> what are the kinds of granola bars? Sticky, crumbly, dipped in chocolate, nutty. Someone said it. <laughs> Chewy. Chewy! Chewy. Nailed it!
0: (laughs) I don't even know why.
1: When I was on tour this last time by myself, I, my rider was, that's a specific part of your contract. That you have if you're a star. Anyway, I'm so sorry. I think this is funny. It's lost. I've lost you, most of you. But um, my rider was just a package of string cheese and, a, and two boxes of granola bars. And then the granola bars I didn't eat, I would put in my backpack and save for later. Anyway, it's how, it turns out five days into tour, uh, you're gonna go ahead and have several granola bars in that backpack. <laughs> You're just at the TSAs, unzipping your, just like. Ma'am, you don't even have to take those out. That's not electronic equipment. No, 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 it's it's not, it's not liquid. I just wanted to show you how many I have! Okay. Two comics left, are we ready?
5: Oh, thank you guys so much. My name is Logan, and um, that is a pretty unusual name for a woman. That's true. And um, the truth is my mom picked that name because she thought that on paper it would be harder for you to tell my gender, and so it would be easier for me to get jobs. And now everyone loves women. (laughs) Thank you, mom. <laughs> I did I did finally nail down a day job. I I work for a cannabis distribution startup. That's my job. Which means I'm a drug dealer. That's it. <laughs> I'm a drug dealer. I when when I applied for the job, they were like send us your LinkedIn profile and I was like this. This is a legitimate job. <laughs> and then I was driving from San Diego to LA in the middle of the night with a paper bag filled with $50,000 cash. And I was like, no, no, I'm a drug dealer (laughs) for sure. My drug dealing job, they keep firing people and promoting me and I keep telling them not to. I don't know if you guys know this. In the world of drug dealing, a college degree is pretty rare. They get pretty jazzed if you have one. Um, So I am now, this is not a joke, I am now the head of marketing for this company. You guys shouldn't clap. You've heard me talk less than two minutes. We can all agree. Terrible idea. At the meeting where it happened, my boss came over. And he shook my hand and he said, we're excited to see the direction you take our company. And this is what I said back. This is a direct quote. I said, I'm only going to let you down. And I walked out of the room. (laughs) That's what I said. And I've done exactly that. I was right. uh, First big assignment, I had to ghostwrite an article for the CEO of the company. Pretty big deal. And all I was given was a due date. I had 48 hours and the title of the article, which was... Why Our Cannabis Company Will Be the Next Unicorn of Startups. Now, did you guys know, in the world of tech, unicorn is a term for a startup that's valued at over a billion dollars. Did you know that? Yeah, I also did not know that. (laughs) I wrote an 1,000-word article comparing our company... the mythical creature, a unicorn. (laughs) I did research. Like, did you know according to lore, only virgins can capture unicorns? Did you know? (laughs) You better believe I worked that into the article. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty bad. Um, Did you guys see in the news it was like a couple weeks ago, all those uh, rich parents who bought their kids way into college. Everyone saw that, right? Um, well, I actually, I, I went to, uh, one of those fancy college. I went to an Ivy League college and I'm a drug dealer by day and I do this at night. So I feel like I'm proof that the system's been broken for years. I think, <laughs> um, I did, I went to Columbia and, um, my family immediately made it clear that nobody cared, which was nice to find out before going. A lot of people find out once they graduate. I knew early, so that was good. <laughs> this is how I knew they didn't care. They threw a going away to Columbia party and then they decided the day before that it would be more fun if it was a going away to Colombia, the country themed party. <laughs> and they just put out a bunch of fake guns and fake cocaine <laughs> to send me off to college. They did get Mexican food to cater it. I know that's problematic, but they didn't know that then. <laughs> Before that, I went to community college. I went to um, L.A. Valley College. Anybody else? Yes, Yes, another L.A. Valley College monarch in the room. There we go. (laughs) That is their mascot. (laughs) That's the best you're ever going to be. You're out of your cocoon. (laughs) Get an associate's degree. (laughs) I I went to L.A. Valley College. I took night classes, and my mom was worried that I would get murdered in the parking lot. So (laughs) her solution was to just take classes with me. We took, uh, we took the history of the Jew in America, that was one, and you know, we are Jews, but it's always good to brush up, so, <laughs> we did, and uh, the first day, the professor went around and asked everyone why they were taking the class, he goes to my mom, and she was like, oh, my daughter's taking the class, I thought it'd be fun, you know, to take a class with her, and he's like, oh, that's nice, he gets to me, he's like, why are you taking the class? I was like, oh, well, you know, I am Jewish, but I wasn't but mitzvah. I don't really know a lot about Um, our history so I thought it'd be a good way to learn about my roots and and really reconnect and he was like oh great and he moves on to the next student and then my mom leans over to me and whispers what are you a fucking suck up? (laughs) Have any of you guys ever been bullied by your mom at school? Is that... Another class I took, night school, night community college class, we, I took English. And I get there the first day and they said, hello, welcome to LA Valley College uh, night, night English class. We're gonna be watching four movies. And I was like, are we gonna read books? So they were like, absolutely not. We're gonna watch four movies. <laughs> we watched, uh, we watched The Matrix, The Truman Show. I don't really remember, but it was a pretty enlightening semester. Um, <laughs> And then I got to Columbia and all these students, you know, had really high and mighty literary tastes and they were very excited to share them to really prove how smart they were and you know, they are going around in that English class and they and they're asking favorite authors and one kid was like, I love Miguel Cervantes. Another one was like, I just love the Bronte sisters and they get to me and I was like, oh, I'm a big fan of um, Keanu. <laughs> you guys probably haven't heard of him. Um, <laughs> I have to go in a sec. I have to go vape in the bathroom. Uh... <laughs> Before I do I'll tell you I uh I've been um I've been banging a younger dude recently that's been something in my life um I didn't say how old so the person who clapped is gross um <laughs> he's 12 no he's not it's not that bad he's 25 I'm 29 that is a stupid age gap Though, like I've been having to learn how to use snapchat that's exhausting um <laughs> and uh his his roommates are all younger too, but they've been they've been presenting me with new problems, problems I've never encountered. Like I went over the other day and everyone was in an argument because someone had come on the Roomba. Sorry if you didn't hear me, someone had ejaculated on the house Roomba. And They were all arguing over who did it, and I was way more hung up on how it happened. I was like, was this an accident, you know? Was he in the throes of passion with himself? And the Roomba appeared. Was this on purpose? Is this a fetish that I'm unfamiliar with? Or, or, the Roomba, which is a smart vacuum. <laughs> was it trying to anticipate the mess?
0: <laughs>
5: you know, catch that shit like a football pass. <laughs> also, he's, he's the only male roommate. It, it was him, he came on the Roomba, it was him. He did it. Uh, thank you guys so much.
1: We've got one final comic on the show. Whew, it's been a great show, hasn't it? Like, Truly it has been. Everybody's been amazing. This final comic, uh, just one of my favorite people to watch in the whole dang world. So I'm so happy for you. Let's hear it right now for Andy Kindler. Give it up for Andy. It's
6: not easy getting, it's not easy getting out here, folks. I took my I've only been doing comedy for for thirty-five years. You think it's easy for me to negotiate a curtain like that? It's not uh what do I look like a guy who can figure that out? Who am I? The guy who says, What am I? Where am I? Who am I, Magellan? Who am I? Copernicus? Where am I? I uh I believe what Cameron was trying to say was that I'm a nice person, it doesn't matter if enough with the funny. I'm a nice guy. People feel good around me. Why can't we just, instead of with the comedy, why can't we just come out here and we can, I can tell you some things that are happening. I like uh, shoes. Folks, I'm not Andy Kaufman-like, so I'm not going to go longer with a bit that doesn't work. All right. <laughs> You won't do it. I have a story like Logan. I don't, usually, I don't usually piggyback off of... Those people who are familiar with my uh, struggling know that I don't normally... Struggling is me referring to my career. Those who are familiar... I brought my B game tonight. <laughs> she was talking about writing for something and then there was a unicorn. I can't remember anybody's material, nor, can, nor do I have any. <laughs> but... I had a similar story I'm pointing over there like Logan's standing right there Logan's over in that area but when I wrote for the W I'm not bragging but I wrote promos it's not I'm not trying to I'm not saying I'm greater than you're less than but I wrote promos for the WB network when it first yeah deal with it deal with it America yeah some people have jobs and I wrote promos. It was a horrible television network. I don't know if they're still around, but they were horrible. I, I wrote network. I wrote, uh, uh, co- uh dying is easy, comedy, what's the one? Dying, something, uh, dying is easy, comedy is hard. At the WB, it's virtually impossible. That was one of my slogans. I was going the other way with it. And then I went this one. The WB, when four major networks and 100 cable channels just isn't enough. And uh, the WB, there's no one below us. And they didn't, so the first day I got there, one of the first days I got there, this is a true story based on Logan's bit. So if you judge me like, oh, this guy worked on this? No, not work on it. I'm angry about this. So why do you get so quiet I'm acting? Uh, how come I never impress people at an acting audition? Is he serious? They never asked that at an acting audition. <laughs> Here's me in an acting audition. Hi, how you doing? I get it. You don't think I can act, right? I understand what's going on here. Yes, I have a personality. Watch it go completely cold as soon as I start into the scene. Hi, I'm Andy Kindler. I believe that I can act, but what I can't do is just start launching into some uh, horrible uh, thing and pretending I'm on a phone. So what I would say is, I would say is don't, you don't cast someone cause they audition well. Cause that's not gonna happen here. <laughs> I'm hoping that my personality here, you go, Why that guy came in and he was all over the place and I gotta have that. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. I don't know, that doesn't seem good to me. That's what I was hoping. So the first, one of the first, the, uh, the WB network, their, uh, uh, their uh, mass staff, a mastiff, their ma- mascot. Folks, if I had the ability to articulate what's going on here, I think I'd still be here at the Tuesday show at the goddamn UCB thing 35 years in. 35 goddamn years in. I'm thinking next year of taking my career public. <laughs> so, the first, so they asked me, they said the, 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 uh, the mascot was Michigan J. Frog, right? No, you don't remember him. He's from old timey TV. It makes you depressed about watching the network. And he's like, a, 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 a boy, he's a frog, frog, frog. Hey, you gonna watch the frog tonight? No, I'm not watching a frog or I'm not watching because of a frog. So they said they gave me an assignment. Why write, uh, work a couple hours on why we chose Michigan J. Frog over Bugs, and I never watched Bugs Bunny nor do it. I refer to Bugs Bunny as Bugs. I don't know anything of. I don't like speech impediments. I don't like Elmer Hoo Hoo. I don't like any of it. Keep it in your pants. is what I say. So, so I spent two hours saying, well, we picked, uh, we wanted to go with a cockroach, but we thought that would be too frightening to the viewers. We thought about a fly. I do about about four minutes, I'm doing about four minutes. And they're staring at me like I'm crazy. And I had to explain, oh, 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 Bugs Bunny. Oh, now I know. Okay, let me go back and sleep in my office. Folks, I wasn't planning to do that material and hence, not so good. All right, now look. Hence, hmm, weak. All right, here's your new bits I'm working on as if that was a bit. I think we can all agree now that Charles uh, Manson is a bad guy. Come on, people. Let the dream go. I mean, I never understood how he got popular. He'd be like, uh, all the girls were like, hey man, the girls would be all on the acid, like, oh man, and, and Jimi Hendrix is groovy. And then Charlie's like, you know, killing people, stabbing people brutally is also kind of cool. I don't get the rock and roll murder connection. Oh, I'm the bad, did I kill them? Am I the guy? So but one thing, we can agree he's a bad guy, but what we can say is that he's a bad guy, but he had good taste. He had good taste. He was into the Beatles, right? So he screwed around with their lyrics, but it was at least Beatles lyrics. Can you imagine if he had been into Maroon 5? What a nightmare it would have been, folks. This is what I do when, I, when the joke is so weak and depends on some wordplay or something. I think I have. Te- let me see. I- I'm also taping myself. Uh, so according to my tape, I'm at 7:39. Don't try and screw me. Kid me? And that doesn't count there. That does not count. I was doing. A, I was uh, in a sex shop, and uh, look, it wasn't embarrassing. It was humiliating. I was doing stand-up. You know what I'm saying? I thought that would be funnier. I have to admit, I was in a sex shop. No worse than buying sex toys. I was doing stand up. See, in the 80s, you'd get that joke because stand up kind of sucked. Um, or the 90s more. I don't like these things. Why is it changing orientation? I gotta lock it. I, that's what the wife says. You mean go to the, should I say to her, you mean go to the screen with the little skis, 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 skis. <laughs> Yes, she says, honey. I told my wife. I said, you can't, these goddamn iPhones, you can't even insert, you can't even insert where you want to insert. She goes, honey, honey, just like that, And then, uh, and I said, yeah, 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 easy for you. Easy for you, sweetie. <laughs> I'm so mad at her. A majority of Americans, according to a recent poll, are comfortable or enthusiastic about a lesbian or a gay or in the other letters, president. I don't want somebody to be, in, I don't want somebody to be enthusiastic about a lesbian. I don't, oh, I would love me some lesbian president thing. <laughs> Come on, there's a joke here. It's a guy who's into lesbianism and that's why he's enthusiastic. See, if you're comfortable with it, that makes sense. But why would you be enthusiastic? Oh, I've always wanted a, uh, uh I can't think of one other kind of person. Uh, um, uh, I, oh, are you kidding me? A bisexual president? What could be better than that? The joke is that they're saying comfortable or enthusiastic. <clears throat> a dream is just an idea without a website. That's what Squarespace says. So... This, uh, look at that, hold up that phone. Look at the hipsters. They can't even show, have a flashlight. Oh no, Uh, look, you have a phone. I'm I'm showing you a phone. Time to wrap it up. In my day, Mrs. O'Leary stood at the back of the barn with a kerosene lantern. And you knew it was time to wrap it up because there was fire involved. And one night, Dane Cook did two hours. Mrs. O'Leary fell asleep, kicked over the, the lantern. Chicago died, folks. It's a Chicago died joke. It's a really terrible joke. it's beneath me. Um, a dream is just an idea without a website. So uh, folks who look, uh, come at it. just opening it up. Uh, you go on and I'm naked and I can't remember my lines. <laughs> my new business. Someone turn this into the funny for me. It's a hilarious concept. So look for my new, uh, the dream. You can forget anything. All right, I can't leave on that. They always say if someone was stabbed 40 times, it was a crime of passion. How do they know it's not an OCD killing? That's what it would be like if I killed. I don't know if they're dead. Let me go back. OCD folks. I have OCD. And uh, I think that I've done everything wrong and until recently. Because that's the thing. You have these horrible thoughts. I thought until recently that I could have been the Golden State Killer. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm a sleep murderer. That's not a good closing line, but it's going to have to do because I've gone over my time. And folks, it's not good in this business. The thing they don't like, the kids don't like it. I like, but I like running the clock. You know what I'm saying? I came from the Patton Oswald generation. I... <laughs> he goes long sometimes folks are you familiar with anything about the business <laughs> Pat and Oswald can go long <laughs> good night
1: each joke it's own hour special. <laughs> is how I feel when I watch Andy. Let's hear it for Andy Kimmel one more time. In fact, why don't you keep it going for everybody who saw tonight? And for all of you for being here. And for them, they did it! <laughs> i cameras, Cameron Esposito. Have a great rest of your night. We will see you next week. Put
4: your hands together. Put your hands together. Together, put your hands together,
0: put your hands together, 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 get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to cut with your hands together, put your hands together.